everyone, and welcome to the Contingency Plan Podcast. My name is Jedi Master Dave, and with me, as always, is Darth Austin. Hello, everyone. Well, man, you, are you back, or are we back, or are you... We're, we're, it's a filler yes. episode. Yay, filler! <laughs> we'll try for it not to be. I'm getting a big, deep, philosophical debate about oh, which Battlefront game is the best oh, for no reason. That's what we do. Yeah, that is what we do. Just random tangents. <laughs> I don't know what we do anymore. But look, folks, we um, we were, I don't know if we were caught off guard necessarily, but we had a schedule through the rest <laughs> of the month, and that kind of fell through a little bit. Um, so as, as most of you know, uh, we have Andor coming up uh, September 21st, I believe it is. Well, uh, a lot of signs and most signs at the time when I wrote that schedule were pointing to the 31st of August. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) I had all this stuff scheduled, and then we kind of got to the point where we're like, oh, we kind of need to figure out what we're doing for the rest of the month then because (laughs) we we didn't want to do our sort of countdown to Andor too soon. Uh, you know, too far away from the actual series, and because I've been <laughs> like largely Kenobi, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, because I've been like doing all this house stuff. I've been pretty distracted uh, with that, kind of getting it set up to put on the market. Um, yeah, it's been uh, it's been kind of not a great time. So here we are with a filler episode. Yay, filler episode. Yeah, one comic isn't bad. <laughs> Well, yeah, we've got a comic to roll, and then uh, we've got a couple other things we'll probably uh, talk about as well, at least hopefully. Maybe we can come up with stuff on the fly. But, uh, but yeah, how's your week been? Uh, not too bad. Saturday, we uh, had a little fake camping trip out in the backyard with a few family members. They all got to glamp in their campers while we sat in a tent during the rainstorm that we got. It was awesome. Mm. We smoked some food and played some games and whatnot. Found out that my uh, computer decided to take a crap on me, so I had to go shopping first thing Sunday morning for that. Mm-hmm. That was fun. <laughs> Other than that, just uh, working on a final assignment, cramming for that. So not a whole lot of fun things going on except for Saturday. Just a lot of busy work. Yeah, yeah, I, I get that. I mean, that... Uh that obviously, obviously has to happen from time to time. But yeah, it stinks about the computer. That's that's never a very fun thing. But boy, can a <laughs> malfunctioning computer be like the absolute bane of existence? Well, it seriously does make you feel like almost like you've lost an arm or something. It's kind of pathetic how dependent you are. But luckily, I was able to get all my files transferred over before it completely conked out so yeah, that's lucky. no huge losses yeah that's that's pretty lucky uh that you're able to do that for sure not Definitely everybody makes me to. think to use the cloud a lot more because i never really was one for saving things to the cloud <laughs> cloud's a lie you should know that <laughs> it's just an extra secret hidden hard drive in my computer that won't corrupt that's all it is <laughs> <laughs> Until it's stolen. Yeah, stolen. That's right. All your information. Yeah. <laughs> uh let's see. So yeah, then nothing nothing too uh too interesting this week. Uh again, just mainly house stuff. Um did wrap up a few things here that was uh, kind of nice getting things in boxes and so forth and throwing away stuff and selling some stuff and, you know, condensing, doing the old condensing down routine, constantly having dirty floors. <laughs> <laughs> you know how it goes uh, when you're moving a bunch of crap around, taking allergy pills, all the dust you're knocking all over the place. That's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Realizes You realize the filth you've actually been living in, even though you thought you were Fairly clean person. It's like I sweep and dust and wipe up and clean and all this stuff. And then you're like, oh, I haven't done anything. (laughs) Surface cleaning. 
Just surface clean. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it it is it is annoying. So really, the the next big, uh, well, really the biggest project right now is is largely just going to be laying down some uh, trim. Mm-hmm. that I had taken off forever ago when I was putting floors down, you know, like four years ago. The bathroom. <laughs> well, the I mean, you don't need trim. Like trim, you don't. you don't need it at all. I mean, the bathroom's fine. It's just the trim's still not there. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. It's a guest bathroom. Who cares? I did. I did paint the uh, the blue the blue bathroom. It's now no longer blue anymore. It looks a lot brighter with just antique white. Nice. Uh, wash everything. <laughs> no, that's what they did with with everything back when this house was built. They put that whitewash finish on everything. It look you know that looks terrible years and years later. So, oh boy. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, that's, that's house, that's house stuff. Yeah. It's kind of funny thinking about all the things you, uh, don't need, you know, it's like, but do I need this? No. Do I want to move it more yeah. importantly? A hundred percent. Like I'm not taking any of my furniture with me. I, I'll buy new furniture. I don't care. I don't, I don't want any of this furniture. It served its purpose. Not just yeah. go away. Well, that is always the worst part of moving. There's always a chance of ruining it anyway. So, I mean, yeah, why not just make a few bucks extra selling it instead of, you know, potentially destroying it? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what the worst thing to move has been? Like, just take a guess. Well, the treadmill's still behind you, so. I'm getting rid of the <laughs> treadmill. Are you? Yeah. You don't have a lot of big stuff. I really couldn't guess what it'd be. Books. Oh, yeah. Books. That would get tedious quick. I had I had three <laughs> large uh large totes of books. Well, more than three large there were three large totes and then some boxes of books. They're heavier than hell. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you get for buying all the the hardback covers. <laughs> I yeah, I'm a hardback boy. I mean I, I do. God, that sounds weird. I'm a hardback boy. Anyway, uh <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I usually do. I usually do go for the hardback covers of, of most things and I mean I have different series that I like too. So I've got hardbacks and other book series and all that stuff. So yeah, it's um it'll make sure a really you have a nice couple of go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was just saying, I'm sure you have a couple of copies of both paper and hard when you were finally able to get the hardback edition, too. In some cases, <laughs> yes. Yeah, we call the paperbacks reader copies. <laughs> yeah. No, no it, displaying it'll, that. Yeah, it'll be like, uh, you know, when you find your landing spot, and you, you build that, uh, you, you build that uh, uh, built-in bookcase that you've always wanted, <laughs> and then you look at yeah. it and you're like, damn, I don't have any books. Let's get encyclopedias. <laughs> no, in my case, it will actually be full of books because I have them. Actual books. Oh, man. Books is one thing that drives me insane to actually, like, display. I love how unique every book can be, but, like, I'm kind of a uniformity kind of guy. Sure. When it comes to displaying things. So if I have, like, say half hardback and half soft covers that would just drive me absolutely insane or if like all of them are completely different sizes for no reason <laughs> yeah no i i get that it is uh yeah i mean i don't feel that way but i can empathize yeah <laughs> not quite as ocd no lucky no 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 <clears throat> so yeah that's uh that's been the that has been the big thing that work obviously so more of that as we move along um do have something kind of fun coming up uh uh, next week so there was an announcement that came out that uh rogue one was going to be sort of re-released in theaters imax theaters um Mm -hmm. and Apparent. I don't know if it was strictly through Fandango, but I'm pretty sure that they were releasing the tickets through Fandango, or at least that mm-hmm. was like some promotion that I had originally walked upon. 
Um, <clears throat> so anyway, uh, I'm going to go to that. Yeah, I, that was actually one that I did not see in theaters. I didn't see Rogue One in the theaters. So yep, same um, here. Yeah, so that'll be kind of fun. Fun to go see that uh, in theaters. I don't know. I think theater releases are still cool. I know that there's a growing, maybe a growing number of people that don't like the theaters anymore, which I think is ridiculous because you're you're missing out on the fundamental experience. It's the same thing about eating ballpark hot dogs. There's just something about this like steamed, you know, bread that just is falling apart or sticking to your hot dog with this hot dog <laughs> that's been in hot dog water all day that just, you know, just makes a baseball game worth going to. It's the same thing in theater. You go in the theater, you deal with a bunch of idiots who bring their their kids and they don't control them <laughs> like they're over at grandma's house and, you know, just eating I mean, I like movie theater popcorn. Uh, you know, and drinking the large soda because you got a deal with large soda and a large popcorn and you thought you were getting a deal, but you really didn't. It's all overpriced. You spent $30. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, for a while there, the one theater that I like, they didn't have medium bags. And there's no, no really. way I'm just getting a small. I need a no. medium. It's the perfect size. I don't want the large. I don't want the small. I want the medium. Goldilocks zone. But they didn't have it for a while. Um <laughs> So yeah, I, that should be a fun experience. I, I don't know, guys. I, I think that uh, the, I think that the theater is still a very valid place to go. You know, it's like a, you know, a good second. Don't don't take don't take a don't take a somebody out on a first date to a movie theater. Don't do that. That's that's a no, bad that's, idea. That's a waste of time. It's it's a complete waste. That's like a maybe like a third date or fourth date maneuver. Don't do that mm-hmm. on the first date. You you got to learn how to talk to whoever it is you're <laughs> supposedly wanting to date. Don't don't take him to a don't movie. Don't just awkwardly sit beside someone you don't know at all. Yeah. yeah he kept pu- like putting his hand on my knee. I didn't know what he wanted. <laughs> it's like he kept yeah. repositioning the popcorn box. I I, I didn't want to put my hand in. It. Don't don't put your hand in it. Don't do it. We know that trick. Now, but in, in all seriousness, I I love the movie theater. I it's just it depends on the theater because like there are some that are nice and there's some that are garbage and I've went to garbage theaters. I went to good theaters. I went to what looked like a good theater turned out to be a garbage theater. So mm-hmm. you got to pick yeah, and, and I choose. I don't think that's something you could ever really replace at home. I mean, I don't care if you have an 80 inch TV and it's 8k and you have the best surround sound system and you actually bought the movie theater chairs. There's just something about experience those experiencing those things with other people and really getting to, you know, laugh when everyone else does get all emotional and everything. And I'm sorry, you can't get the feel that I know you'll have when you see Vader in theaters opposed to at home. It's just going to be so much better. Yeah. And I mean, I'll, I'll tell you this much. I, I, through, you know, some of my working life, I have been in houses with like movie theater theaters, not, not like your typical person. We're talking from a typical person aspect. No, you'll never be able to get that. Now I've seen some that Mm -hmm. pretty nice. I mean, they're like, they're, (laughs) they're on a, they're on like a decline and everything. There's multiple rows. They've got all the snack cardi snack things out in the hallway before it. You can replicate it, but it's going to take some money and some room. But is it really worth it? No, you hate t- being around people that much. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> uh, you, that that kind of house you got to invite your friends over anyway. You got to have right. friends to share the space. But no, I mean, I I will say this though, and this is a little sort of like side tangent memory lane thing. There were certainly times back when we were kids where we'd go down to the the movie store, whatever movie store that was, and I'm not going to say Blockbuster because yes, we'd <laughs> gone to Block Blockbuster, but it, it wasn't, wasn't. Our, it wasn't our primary. We went to like the the mom and pop uh, shops with the tanning with the tanning bed beside it. Always a tanning <laughs> bed beside it, or a gas station, one of the two. But yeah. um, so we'd go in there, we'd look at the the jackets and we'd figure out which movies we want to watch. And, you know, I remember like there were a couple times when some of them had games and so forth. Mm. And then you'd go rent it and you'd get your popcorn and or maybe like a meal or something. You'd kind of sit down with your family and watch a movie. Now, that's a great experience. Yeah. 
but it's just, a planned experience. But to sit yes. down and load up Netflix is not the same thing. It it, re- it really isn't. It really isn't. Like I don't know. Like I think part of the part of the problem with movies nowadays is that people have forgot the experience, and we're so into consuming that we just mm-hmm. are consuming the content as opposed to making the experience around the content mean more than the movie. And that's why, like, movies like Tombstone will probably always stick out because that was one that Dad always wanted to watch, and then we'd get, you know, our foods and everything. We'd sit around and watch Tombstone. Mm-hmm. I hope that some of you folks at home also have those experiences, had those experiences, or are making those experiences in the theater or not. Uh, because I do truly believe that it matters uh, to do that. But the theater is just an easy way to do that with because it's all there. It's built for it. You're, yeah. you're supposed to go in there and spend an outlandish amount of money on popcorn <laughs> and, and so forth. But you get the experience of the big screen and, and whatever. And if you pick a, a decent theater, then there you go. You're going you're gonna to be fine. Um, but regardless, I, I, I'll tell you this, though. What I, I've heard more about this lately than I ever have. I think the drive-in movie is making a comeback. It is, and I'm really happy to hear that. I haven't done a personally for a long time, but, you know, at first you'd hear it's like, well, that's just, there's no way that place is still open. You're going to go over there and you're going to get murdered or something, but it yeah. really is happening, and it is awesome. <laughs> no, it is. I mean, because, like, with me, I could just take the truck, back the truck in, set some seats in the back, and, you know, just watch it out of the back of that. Right. You know what I mean? It, yeah, you could do the basically the perfect experience for that. Yeah, and, and just on a nice nice day, you know, mm-hmm. late spring, maybe late summer, fall, perfect. I mean, again, it's all about experiences and and I and I, I think too that like, you know, for us that's sort of uh tying back into the the Star Wars aspect of the podcast. I think that's kind of why we we still continue to talk Star Wars cuz that's always kind of been mm-hmm. an experience too. Yeah, and I mean, maybe it's a bit of bias for us, too, but, like, the ones that you saw in theater typically are the ones that are your favorite. Like, Solo, think about how much we like that compared to a lot of people. Uh, I think, did you see, was it Phantom Menace in theaters? Did you get to go for that? So, I, I saw... I saw all the prequels in theaters. Definitely saw Phantom Menace. I think Phantom Menace... That was still around when the old theater was still the two two screen theater was still downtown before <laughs> they built the new theater. So yeah. I, I'm pretty sure I watched it there, which that's still I still remember that that theater. I, that's still my favorite theater. It's no longer it's actually a completely different thing now. It's not mm-hmm. even the guts. It's gone, gone. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, you, you walked into that place and you had one theater on the right, one theater on the left. And then you had a whole, just a whole uh, counter for your food. And that was all that was there. You just literally walked in, big counter. You either went right or left. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I watched a few things in there. I remember Phantom Menace, and I also remember watching Titanic in there, too. Oh, that would be a cool experience. Yeah. So. I kind of have to wonder, like, with all the hate that Phantom Menace got, what the ratio of that was to people who went to see it in theaters versus those who just wait and rented it or, you know, oh, saw bootleg or whatever. I don't know, man. I, th- I think that that was a pretty, um, that was, that was a big experience for a lot of people mm-hmm. at the time. And I think it was just a, th- it was a theater thing that yeah. even just waiting in line with all the other people dressed up, just, been waiting for you know decades for this yeah. movie to come and the excitement in the air there's just certain things to be a part of that you can't really replicate i know a lot of people talk about that with like when what was it like halo 2 came out i have friends who remember vividly mm-hmm. that night waiting for the mm-hmm. midnight release and now you, you just know. click a button yeah you install it like two weeks early yeah. and it's ready at midnight for you yeah it's not the same no, no, it's, it's, it's certainly, certainly not, but it is good to see the drive-in make a bit of a comeback. Um, yeah. and then obviously, you know, continue, continue to make the memories and so forth. And I mean, we, 
earlier on in the year, we went and saw the uh, the orchestral uh, performance with the backdrop of Empire Strikes Back, uh, mm-hmm. which was a lot of fun to go see that at the Ohio Theater. So full orchestra. We talked about that on the podcast. There's there's still a lot of stuff, but I, I will say back to uh, kind of one of my points there. I, I do think movie executives or whatever need to start being a little bit more careful. Um, I you know I, I've I've read or you hear about a lot of stuff, and I, I I think one one article was relatively telling because you know Marvel right is still kicking around and uh, Thor what is it Love and Thunder. Is that what it's mm-hmm. called? So yeah. the Thor movie came out recently. Um, what else has been marveled recently? Uh, uh, you have, was it the Black Widow movie? That was that's, yeah, that's something been a recent. Little while, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the the She Hulk show is supposed to be coming out here pretty soon. Mm-hmm. I, I think that they have to start being careful, and this is the movie industry in general. At some point, we need to start making higher quality movies. And you're like, what What are you talking about? Well, look at Marvel. If you remember, like, Avengers, like the first one, and, like, some of those first movies, like, how detailed they were, how smooth they were and everything, like, some of the... I was super disappointed in Black Widow because that was one I wanted to see because, yeah. like, Black Widow seemed like a cool character and they, they hit the nail on the head with the casting. The movie was terrible. It was a it was it was a terrible movie. It, there was not much that was very good about it, and Marvel's formula right now seems to be uh, do suspense, do a joke to break the suspense because you can't be serious at all, and then don't smooth anything out see, at the end. And we saw that with Kenobi. Like, why can't you polish this? Uh, even to a point with uh, with Boba Fett as well with the Vespa scene, like. Mm-hmm. Are you not? I know you're capable. Like, why? Why is CGI? Why is the 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 editing process at the end gone so far down? Well, you can count that on a lot of things. The consumption of content being so like everybody needs to consume, consume. The constant pushing out of this content, the 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 ridiculous deadlines, not allowing anybody to make art anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. It wasn't that long ago, but now it just seems like we're just churning it out like pop music in the 2000s. Like, how many boy bands can we shove in your face before you uh, <laughs> revolt? I don't know. I mean, yeah, like, I don't know. What, it, could, Love and Thunder was kind of that for me. I mean, it was funny to an extent in, in a very weird way, but it was very blatant in what it did. Yeah. And... I don't think that they should assume they're at a point where they can just phone in these movies to make a fortune. And that's how I felt. I know that that Tycho has a very specific art style when it comes to making a movie, but it, he didn't really put much of the heart and soul of the character into it. I felt like, yeah. And I'm sure that's going to piss some people off, which is fine. I don't really care all that much, but it's just my opinion. Well, you, you know, Tycho has come under some fire recently for his ego. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of people that have been saying maybe he's getting a little bit too big for his britches to to borrow the expression. And you know, we're we're kind of counting on him to to make Star Wars content too. Um, yeah. And I don't know. I, I don't necessarily mind cocky directors, cocky actors. I mean, hell, look at Russell Crowe. I mean, Russell Crowe was <laughs> cockier than hell back in the day. But Very true. he was also hotter than fire at the time. Like, Russell Crowe back early 2000s couldn't do much wrong. All of it has a right. shelf life. Unless you are tied to franchises like Tom Cruise with, like, Mission Impossible or, um, you know, <laughs> Vin Diesel with Fast <laughs> and the Furious. You know, if you can keep pumping out like Mission Impossibles and stuff and then you periodically take other roles. um, Well, I'll I'll say this about Tom Cruise. I don't think I'd ever want to meet the guy, but he does seem like he dedicates himself to what he does. 
Like he seems mm-hmm. like he ded- dedicates himself to the craft. So I'll it does kind of go back to, you know, what like Marvel's been doing though, because, you know, like you said, like Fast and Furious, it's just something they keep. They know it's a cash and, cow, and so they're they can, terrible movies. And and they can just mess around and make it the most crazy, outlandish thing because they know people will watch it. Yeah, and it doesn't really matter, dude. <laughs> some of them are just terrible movies. Yeah. Well, let's let, let's pivot here real quick. Then let's pivot to um, to then uh, Andor and then Bad Batch because these are two shows that we should be getting this year. Unless they mm-hmm. decide to go nuts, but we we've talked a little bit about Bad Batch when they dropped the trailer. We've dro- we talked about Andor when they dro- dropped the trailer, but I figured maybe we'd um, you know just kind of work our way through sort of like what are some of our expectations? What are we here and what are we thinking that this could be? Um, any sort of like theories or thoughts on it? Uh, so which one do you want to start talking about? Bad Batch or uh, uh, or Let's Andor? do some Bad Batch. Bad Batch. Let's do a little Bad Batch. So the Bad Batch, I actually want to look up what the uh, season one was kind of looking at ratings-wise uh, because I would be relatively surprised if that was crazy low. Looks like 7.8 out of almost 31,000 votes. Bad hmm. Batch season one. You believe that that has that many votes? Yeah. I mean, it was a pretty highly anticipated show, whether or not it got really, well, obviously you just said the rating, but I would say it was quite different at the time of release. Um, I know a lot of people were, I felt like a little more obsessed with it back then, even though we were kind of down on it a bit. Although I would say now that I probably appreciate it more than what I did. Yeah, I, I do kind of feel like at some point, like if I'm feeling crazy bored, which isn't going to happen anytime soon, <laughs> I, I really no, should go moving. back through some of our ratings and like make like a spreadsheet we can look at. Like maybe we should yeah. just start doing that with Andor. Like I can create like a, a shared <laughs> spreadsheet so we could actually like keep track of this for once <laughs> in our lives. Um, just just cross promotional, I, I do take part on a weekly basis with the, uh, the boys over at these are the voyages, which is a, a star Trek podcast. We actually did a, a live, a live, uh, podcast mm. last week. It was the, uh, kind of like award show. So best of the year award show and so forth. It was, it was a lot of fun. Um, nice, but they do a lot to keep track of ratings. So <laughs> yeah. it helps out a ton when you're kind of like tempering expectation, you know, it's like, Oh, this is a 10. And then next week, I like this episode better. Damn. Crap. You can't. (laughs) You literally can't. (laughs) I can't like it anymore. Um, So anyway, Bad Batch, you know, kind of introduced us to the Bad Batch, uh, which we saw some of in Clone Wars Season 7, which, Mm -hmm. you know, was fine. I actually watched a lot of that content at Celebration 2019. That was a fun, fun thing to do. But we were introduced to the Bad Batch, and then we were introduced to Omega, who is a clone as well. Mm-hmm. And sort of their adventures post Order... Order 66. 66. And, you know, I think overall, just for me, I think the season was fine. Like, I think it was serviceable. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to go nuts over it. It was okay. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's nothing to write home about. And I think we're a little bitter about it just because of uh, it taking up so much of Clone Wars when we wanted other content <laughs> yes yeah it, it, I don't know ah anyway I don't want to I don't want to go too far down the road but so season two there were a lot of people out there who were just chomping for season two I don't know what your mm-hmm. thoughts were but I was kind of like I mean like it'll give us some more content to talk about so okay 
Which coincidentally, yeah. you do know that it's going to overlap with Andor. Yeah, that's going to be a little interesting. Um, I'm not real happy about that, it? to be honest with you. Yeah, that does feel like a little bit much. Like, we couldn't have gotten that two months later. <laughs> well, it let's seems see. weird. Like, we just got Kenobi, we're getting Andor, we're getting Bad Batch, and then we're going to have nothing for a while. And then we'll have Ahsoka again, obviously. But well, it, it, it if feels I, like they could have spread it out a little better. Yeah, and if I'm correct, we have on the 21st Andor episodes one through three drop in a balk. Mm-hmm. Which is stupid. <laughs> which, which which would have coincided with, with putting it on the 31st of, of August, but, you know, we pushed yeah, it back amazing. for whatever reason because, uh, you know, who, who, who knows? We don't like you all that much. I mean, seriously, what the hell was that about? Like, why are we... Why, they did it with Kano. I don't like it. I don't like it. I, I, just give me one. One episode. I'm good. So anyway, we have that, and then the next week, Andor and then Bad Batch. Mm-hmm. So Andor, uh, how many how many episodes did we see Andor? Twelve. Uh, Jesus, twelve episodes. Yeah. Oh, there's significant overlap then because the Bad Batch is uh, sixteen, I think. <sighs> Dang. Okay, mm. so yeah, we have uh, four Andor episodes: one through three, the twenty-first, four the twenty-eighth. So we are running all the way through. Uh, November 23rd when we wrap up episode oh, 12. My goodness. And yeah. then Bad Batch starts, what, October? No, no, like I said, it starts September 28th. September. Yeah. September. My God. Let's see. I don't know. I don't know if they have like an official release schedule yet, though, which is... This is real, real, real dumb. You know, I, I well, whatever. I don't, I don't understand what all the secret, the secret, secretness is. I wonder if they have anything on IMDb about it yet. Let's see. This is rivet, riveting, riveting <laughs> television, isn't it? Red television. <laughs> I guess I could have said radio. That would have been fun. <laughs> okay. No. So, I mean, we're, we're just, we're effectively looking at the, uh, the 28th and then 16 weeks of Bad Batch. So it'll take us past Andor, but we'll have a lot of overlap. So basically we'll probably have to just do two, I mean, two episodes Per show, which is fine. Yeah. It is what it. I don't. Well, and you know, with Podbean, the way it likes to distribute our episodes, it only lets us mm-hmm. post one episode every seven days to YouTube, and I'm too lazy to go back and do <laughs> anything more with that. Anyway, so back, uh, back, uh, back to the the Bad Batch. So I don't know, man. I, I don't know what your expectations of this particular show are. I I, I feel like we're going to have to explore more of Omega, like specifically why she is special because we've talked about that. And that was one of the things we kept asking ourselves, why is Omega special? I mean, we get the character, we're fine with the character, but like there has to be something more to this though. Right. And is that what we're going to see season two? Yeah. I mean, you kind of need something because otherwise I'm sorry. Our clones aren't really interesting enough to focus around. That's clearly why they brought Omega in. So what else is there? Is it going to be like a Saul Guerrero fest of just helping him out? Or what What else could we really do? Well, and, I, and I'm pretty sure that if, if I remember correctly, because I haven't rewatched the trailer, Saul Guerrero is in there. Yeah, yeah, he is. But, I mean, is he going to be minor or is he going to be a major player? Do we really need him to be? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it should be interesting. Wait, did we see Saul yeah. Guerrero in the club? No. No, or I think. Or was he in the last Andor, season? Right? Yeah, he's in. He's in the Andor mm. trailer. I don't think he was in. Nah, it's been a while since I watched Bad Batch trailer. <laughs> should, mm, should I can't we? remember. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll yak. I have to and, go back on that too, I guess. 
Yeah, we'll yak and I'll try and look it up here real quick. Um, but but I would say again, I, I, I still feel like we, we need to kind of punch a little bit more with Omega. Um, because I got to say that the, the clones are... I'm not, I'm not real, real interested. Like, again, I mean, how many times have we asked, like, so, like, is Hunter supposed to be cool? <laughs> you know, yeah. what, what's the deal? And I, and I mean, I, I'm just kind of watching through the, the trailer now. It is dominated pretty well by Omega as, as well. I mean, she's a, a, obviously a pretty central part here. Um, we have the, uh, the Wookiee. The Wookiee with the lightsaber, Jedi maybe, Padawan maybe, um, and then uh, the obvious other thing is going to be Crosshair. So what do we do with that mm-hmm. character? And that'll be interesting to see kind of what we do with that uh, with that character as well. Kill him, kill him. Well, it, it does seem <laughs> sort of like an obvious choice though when you think about it. It does. It really does. I mean, even if it's just a noble sacrifice i think it's gonna happen yeah yeah for sure and even then i don't really see him me eh, maybe he turns back but i'd be surprised personally yeah is it kind of sad i'm, I'm just kind of bored of don't the care well we've had a lot of clone content in our lives there I mean, is. my god there's more clone wars than anything we just talked about that it's the big it's where the most Consistent content comes from, but it's still the most content. <laughs> there comes a point where yeah. it gets boring. Yeah. We'll see, though. We'll, we, we shall see how it goes. Um, I did kind of want to uh, pivot here again just a little bit. So there, there's not really much in the way of news, but uh, there was kind of an article here that was talking a little bit about, uh, well, it was, it was taking a quote from uh, Dave Filoni. You know, there's been a lot of criticism towards Star Wars. So I'm just going to kind of read, uh, read this little quotation. We can do with it what we will. Uh, we love seeing the development of all these stories and how from the new show we're doing with John uh, Watts, Skeleton Crew. And, uh, uh, but when you look at Andor and you look at Obi-Wan, you look at Mando, you look, ugh, you look at Mando, you look at Boba, they all do have a different feeling, a different tone. And I think that's remarkable and really speaks to the serialized nature of Star Wars and how it can be very, uh, how it can be a very flexible galaxy. I mean, it's a galaxy. So there's so many stories to tell and that's exciting, but I don't know yet. I'm waiting to see a little bit more as I put together what that tone becomes because it's evolving right now. It's evolving. Well, it certainly has already evolved a bit, whether or not we think that's a positive, but yeah. Yeah. There's been a lot of tone shifts. There's been a lot of shifts since the, the early sort of conceptualization of Star Wars on through its iterations, for sure. Um, and obviously Maybe Star Wars too is much not into, just Dave Filoni either. Right. Although a lot of people say he is the savior of Star Wars. Well, in a there way. are some people that say he's not, though. That's not as that's that's a bit more divisive nowadays, too. It just all depends mm-hmm. on who you who you look at. Yeah, I mean, I personally am a fan of him. I think he's put out some uh, good content. And just from watching interviews, he's definitely the most passionate nerd in the room, typically. Um, but you know, everyone's gonna ultimately do what's best for the company and make some money in the process. It's not like he's completely on our side. Sure. Uh, I just think he's more of a nerd than most of them. And he can kind of come up with the same kind of ideas that we might in most scenarios. Yeah, no doubt. But anyway, we will see how it evolves, obviously. And uh, we will see Bad Batch. And we will see if that is, uh, you know, kind of better than sort of the mid-tier show that we kind of thought it was. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. So then, the filler show. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, it's good. It's good to talk about people. You know, th- those episodes were pretty well viewed or listened to as well too when we would recap them. So there you go. Yeah. All right, let's move on a little bit to Andor. We, you know, we we talked about Andor recently. We are obviously waiting for Andor to uh, to arrive. We are waiting more, um, more for Andor because, well, hey. <laughs> We got pushed back, technically. Mm-hmm. And I think that the big question is, is what do we kind of think Andor will look like? Uh, yeah. I feel like Andor has a lot more potential than most shows, not to be shoehorned into something. I mean, there's a lot of storytelling you could do there. A lot of unexplored stuff and even what we see in the comic they're not willing to or they're definitely willing to add some more unique characters and kind of uh push the limits there yeah i will say this i think that you know i think that we're gonna get a bit more of the idea of the gluttony of the empire which is something that's been explored in the books Mm -hmm. the the corruption i think we're probably gonna see that it wouldn't surprise me if we saw shots taken uh that would closely resemble certain political situations we have in the u.s nowadays that wouldn't surprise me. Um, I will say that, I don't know, I, I certainly understand that a lot of companies are standing for an agenda. Just be careful mm-hmm. about that. Because whatever agenda it is, it doesn't matter what it is, it can always backfire. And you don't necessarily need that to push a show forward. I think we, we all know that the Empire is evil. And if any of you think mm-hmm. that the Empire did not resemble some gluttonous, overzealous, corrupt, you know, governing body, then you're kind of naive. And there's enough media out there to, to explore a lot of the terrible things that the Empire did. Mm-hmm. Let's go back to Operation Cinder, even though <sighs> we're not the huge, yeah. biggest fans of uh, Alphabet Squ- Squadron. They really do showcase the horrors of that pretty well yep but I, I do think that you know exposing some of that is not a bad thing i just hope that they don't make the backdrop mean more than the character development because here's the thing there are a lot of people that do not care about cassie and andor absolutely there are a lot of people who don't there, there are a lot, lot of people, people who don't know who cassie and andor is yeah and there are a lot of people that would probably have preferred a like Jen Urso prequel thing than a Cassian. Yeah. Yeah. She's definitely a much more popular actress and character in general. Um, personally, I think Cassian would probably have a lot more interesting stories. I don't really think Jen really did a whole lot to be honest. Yeah. Well, you could explore her time with Saul and the rebels, kind of how she broke away from or was broken away from the rebels and then uh, went her own way for a bit before being captured. Mm hmm. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, you could do that for sure. But I think that I think this will be a much better show than what a lot of people are giving it credit for already. Um. (laughs) <laughs> I try not to be negative, but I worry that this show is going to get the, na- the same treatment, or at least I should say the actor is going to get the same treatment as uh, Reva in Kenobi. I think that we'll have a lot of negativity, unfortunately. Always possible, but I'll say this. Um, I do... I, I question a lot nowadays... I question the authenticity of a lot of things. Now, with Moses Ingram, you know, there are very clear things that she had received on Instagram and stuff like that, which is terrible. So I don't always want to jump 
jump the shark and just say, oh, there's going to be this, there's going to be that. Because how valid is all that? I mean, let's be honest about it. How valid is all of that? I've seen a lot of people on Twitter say, why is everybody doing it? It's like, who? Who's doing it? Where is this? Where is your Mm -hmm. smoking bullet? I don't see it. And that could just be because I've turned off a lot of social media, and trust me, I have. Um, (laughs) And you don't really participate in it very much either. But I would just, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It'll, it'll be interesting to see, but I do think that there are certainly a lot of, you know, in quotations, fans out there with a lot of hate for everything. But it's like, what the hell do you want? I mean, what honestly do you think you want? I don't, right. think, I don't think some of those people even know what they want anymore. I just they do. It's, I think it's fun, more fun to hate. And that's not a, that's not a good thing. Yeah. I kind of hope that as we progressed as people who use the internet we would get a little better at this kind of stuff but it seems like i don't know if maybe i'm just being more sensitive towards it now that i used to be but it seems like it's getting worse and worse like half the fun of any new show coming out is just to constantly bash someone online for their art well there are a lot of terrible actresses and actors out there don't get me wrong but the amount of hate uh that she got for this was Kind of absurd. Yeah, no, it was ridiculous. Um, the the uh, the Lord of the Rings series, The Rings of Power. That's um, th- there is certainly some observations that people are making about uh, you know certain character choices. Um, but I will say that Amazon and a lot of the producers have been very on the offense of trying to like you know you know. The, I mean, what would be the rallying call? You know, this isn't for racists and stuff like that. So, you know, while, you know, we certainly don't condone any of that, it's like at all. I, I just, you know, I'm interested. I would be interested to see and in, in how much of it is actually factual, how much hate there yeah. really is but there again. I'm not going to go looking for it because I don't like social media. And I think half of it's fake anyway, probably more than half right. of social media is fake. I mean, my, my God, you, you watch YouTube shorts long enough and you'll get into some wacky stuff. Like, <laughs> I, dude, I just wanted to see like watches and things like, and then I'm getting these random, like terrible skits, like these just terrible people. It's like, how are you, how are you raking in all this money? Yeah. <laughs> Jerks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there, there's some weird people out there in entertainment. No doubt. But I do think that Andor, it, it seemingly looks like it'll take on a far more political tone than anything else, a little bit more of the politics of the world, and then, you know, sort of this uh, subversive spy thing going on. Um, yeah. I think, uh, you know, I think in a way it's almost like a pushback from, I don't know, maybe I'm reading into this wrong, but I feel like in a lot of recent books and media lately, the Empire hasn't been looked on as negatively as it used to. And maybe this is trying to make up for that in a way. Yeah. But I hope it's not the only focus, because I thought we got... It's one thing to do it every once in a while. Like in Mandalorian, when we had our Bill Burr scenes, um, referring to Cinder there and that terrible officer that he dealt with. Um, I think that's a lot more impactful than an entire episode or series trying to just harp on gluttony. Right. And corruption. I wonder if we're going to see the casting and or that you first saw in Rogue One, like the beginning scene, like if he kind of, you know, like just kind of a jerk, kind of jerky <laughs> or just becoming the jerk. Is that is that how we justify it? You know, is, is this where he becomes the jerk? Could be. Maybe it's all the things that he's dealt with with the Empire that turned him cold. Yeah. Well, I also wonder if we're going to get more of his backstory, like how he started, 
Why has he been in it all of his life? It just now feels real to you. <laughs> yeah. A little mm. bit cheese is okay here and there. <laughs> hmm. uh, yeah, I don't know. I Do we know, like, if he was raised... in a more predominantly empire-controlled area growing up, or if he was kind of on the outer rim, or... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know enough about it. I mean, I, I've never really felt the need to look into Andor at all, but there really isn't much in the way of media. Um, you know, here in a second, we're going to talk about, you know, this one-off comic that they did, you know, in the sort of ramp-up for Rogue One. But... Um, yeah, I mean, I know very little. I'm pretty much going into it fairly fresh and just seeing what they do. And that's mm-hmm. kind of part of my thing. It's like, do you think that they will, you know, maybe explain that? Like, do Boba Fett-esque uh, flashbacks or something like that, showing his his uh, early life and whatever. Right. Well, God, I hope it's not like Boba Fett. <laughs> I mean, hey, so, you know, sometimes we all got to, you know, we got to be in a back to tank. Yeah, from time to time. Yeah, that's great. <sighs> all right. Not for that long. All right. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. All right. Well, uh, how about we just crack open this comic real quick and, and talk about uh, Cassian and K2SO, Rogue One one-off from Marvel. Yeah. I, uh, I actually did find the physical copy. I did have one. In my case. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't nice. think I did. Um, so this was, uh, well, it would have been along the time of, oh, I'm going to sneeze, Rogue One. And uh, boy, kind of an interesting thing to just do a one-off comic on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I and don't only know. one? I'd... Like, they could have done the adventures of Cassian and K2SO. I feel like that could have been a thing. Well, it's, I'm sure right now they're kind of kicking themselves on that because what, what media is there really to consume for this new show other than the movie and one comic? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Very strange. All right. So... We uh, we have a couple of new characters here that I uh, maybe I should look these two up. Let's see if I if we have any media on them. What do you think? You recognize these two? No, I don't. Curtis and Rizmore. Rizmore. Ah, let's see. Is there anything else on them? Probably not. No. <laughs> nothing at all. <laughs> the answer is no. There is nothing more. They were just solely for this comic and then uh, screw you, buddy. Seems like a bit of a waste. Kind of an interesting, uh, more interesting than the twins from uh, uh, <laughs> Don't go Hi- there. High Republic. <laughs> so yeah. it does kind of beg the question, how do you communicate with them even like with a protocol droid mm-hmm. but it's kind of a cool concept they basically communicate through uh changing sense in the air mm-hmm. yeah pheromones and sense you know in order to say hey you're a pretty cool dude i have to go run a 5k yeah yeah basically <laughs> i did st- like the uh <laughs> I like the uh, the little comment he made at one point in the comics. Like, oh, I smell the ozone in the air. I think they're trying to tell me to shut up. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Uh, so we are, let's see, what is this planet called? Wekako, maybe? And, uh, yeah, they're kind of trying to root for Imperial technology. I do like that Cassian continues to, like, talk to these two and like they never yeah. they never talk back um, right but eventually as they're you know sort of skulking around 
This is a really short comic. doesn't really have much in it, to be honest with you. But as they're skulking around, they do trigger an alarm. Typical. <laughs> it's kind of weird how far into the comic we are already when they trip this alarm and, like, we haven't really... It just doesn't seem like a lot happened. No, it's a real development. Whatsoever. No, I, and it's basically like we go, we're going to the planet to steal technology. We got there, we tripped an alarm. And then, uh, because Cassian can't sneak, right. Uh, he meets K2SO who wants to, uh, detain, detain or him. kill him. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, you know, detaining. And, uh, Cassian does attempt to, uh, find k2so's kill switch but it's it's not in the right place his information's outdated <laughs> i do I did I, think that k2 is i'm not huge into droid humor but k2 is pretty entertaining yeah no, which i, I like I k2 too. in the show or in the movie too so i kind of expected it but yeah yeah definitely a breath of fresh air compared to other droids so this is where, because Cassian had talked about like K2SO being a reprogrammed uh, Imperial droid. It's like, what's your designation? I, I don't know. That's, but what I do know is good. you only deleted 30% of my memory. <laughs> yeah, it's like, however, I'm compelled to report that, I on, that only 29.73% of my memory has been erased, which means I must detain, and if you res- <laughs> detain you, and if you resist, terminate your life. <laughs> And that's just kind of the ongoing thing, even up to, like, I only have 8% of my memory left, but for some reason, I need to detain you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they keep turning them off and turning them back on, like the typical IT fix, you know? Yeah. But uh, we, we do sort of on the run, which is interesting, continue to sh- shut down parts of his memory here. And uh, so are you a little bit disturbed at all at how much K2SO is being used as a human shield, but yet he couldn't survive <laughs> the couple blaster bolts he took in the vault in Rogue One. Yeah. I'm almost as disturbed by that as I am by this shoot out scene with the stormtroopers from like five feet away. Mm, yeah, uh, that, that was, was pretty bad. That was one thing I did notice. Uh, the perspectives, like the depth perception was a little off yeah. in the comic for whatever reason. Not a big deal, but it just, you know, a little bit more attention to detail. So um, our our scent-loving twins are going to draw off the guards and sort of blend in so that uh, Cassian and... K2 can get away. Well, so Cassian can basically bring the droid to wherever he's going. Uh, get another little kind of funny. It's like, you said you were in command. Now it's up to me to decide what to do? Yes. Well, then I will detain you and terminate your life if necessary. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, and I've just by, been waiting to do that. Yeah, and by the way, our two friends here do actually talk. Yes. Which I felt was kind of dumb. I wish they wouldn't have done it. I just wish you would have, like... Because there's a panel where, like, one of them grabs Cassian by the head. I just kind of wish it just would there would have been no speech bubble. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I feel like you're trying to tell me something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would have been pretty entertaining. Yeah. So, anyway, we, we do have one last factory reset of K2, and uh, they, they get away together. <laughs> I mean, K2SO takes out a bunch of stormtroopers, and they get away. That's that's the and story. And the twins survive, but apparently they aren't used again for anything. Yeah, screw them, I guess. Maybe maybe someday they'll get CGI'd into A New Hope <laughs> as they're going over the Death Star planes. <laughs> yeah, it's strange. I no longer have the overwhelming urge to detain you. Yeah. <laughs> towards the end. How would you even know that if your memory is completely erased, though? Yeah. I mean, I just thought it was it was kind of a, you know, uh, an okay little way to show how Cassian and K2 met, uh, that it was very contentious, obviously. You know, you're dealing with an Imperial droid, and they're slowly draining the memories out, and uh, then we get to K2SO that we know and love in Rogue One, and then mm-hmm. we eventually lost, just like everyone else. Just like everyone else. 
So kind it's of the a, most depressing Star Wars movie. Yeah. Even kind of, more so than Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> true. True. But still, fun little comic, you know, just, just a sh- little tiny story. Probably could have been a little better. Could have been elaborated a little bit more if we're just if I'm just being honest with you. I kind of just wish that we would have gotten a better idea of uh, Cassian's personality back then, because yeah. we really don't get a personality. Well, and that's uh, that's why we're getting the show, right? So yeah. we can learn. Yep. Isn't it fun to learn? Beating rainbows. <laughs> I was watching just, this show. I was, I was just gonna <laughs> say the exact same thing. Uh, take a look in a book. <laughs> so yeah, that comic didn't really tell us all that much, um, but I figured we'd take a look at it at least get it for posterity uh, sake uh, on mm-hmm. the podcast. Mm-hmm. So we did it. Absolutely. All right, it's kind of weird having such a bare bones bit of a <laughs> uh, media to consume for a show compared to Kenobi. <laughs> I know it, it is very strange, but um, you know, as we go along, we will be taking a look at some other Rogue One esque uh, media here. I did want to finally get into Star Wars Catalyst, and we'll get into that. Uh, that's kind of um, more Jen Urso's parents' story. Mm-hmm. So it's more Rogue One than Cassian, but I thought it'd be cool. I've been wanting to get into that for a while, but effectively, the next couple of weeks we are going to take it uh, for take a look at Force Unleashed next week, one you've been pushing for. So we'll kind of go off the yeah. reservation a little bit, um, and then actually, the Princess and the Scoundrel, I believe, dropped yesterday or today. Yeah, I just got a notification about that yesterday. Yeah, so we will be looking at that uh, the following week after Force Unleashed uh, to kind of, you know, check that out. Obviously, Leia and Han. Then we'll uh, look at Star Wars Catalyst. Uh, Then we will talk about Rogue One itself. And Mm -hmm. then it's Mm -hmm. straight in Andor and then Andor and Bad Batch. So September's going to be a busy one. Yes, it is. Looking forward to it, though. Same here. It's always nice to get a little tiny break from books and do something a bit different. Yeah, it is. I, and, you know, I think I think possibly at some point we probably need to um, take a look at uh, at least recapping some of the comic lines. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it, there's, there's a lot, I, I think more than likely the one that I'd probably be most interested in picking up on, at least for a bit is probably Vader. Um, because they are doing a lot more wasabi in that particular book. So that one could be an interesting one to pick back up on at some point, probably pro- post crimson rain, mm-hmm. uh, bounty hunters. I'm still out on, and I think I'm out on Afra. Main Star Wars line, though, I do think that there's some stuff that we need to probably focus on a bit in there uh, as well. Yeah, through all of them, I think that was probably our favorite, honestly. Yeah. I'd be fine with going back to that. I just hate the interconnectivity. I just want them to be their own thing, you know? Yeah. And we just really haven't had that. It makes it difficult because you feel like you're missing part of a story. It does. <sighs> And it's for a, such a small part of a story that's not really worth going through it that many times. It really just isn't. Right. No, it really isn't. So, my, my God, so much of what we read, it was just a recap of the other books. It was nuts. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I think that's all we got to talk about, unless you had anything else. No, I think we're good. We're... We're, I'm assuming we're not really like rating this comic in any way, right? <laughs> no, I don't rate <laughs> comics. I'll write, I'll rate books, shows, and movies, not comics. Yeah. So, okay. Well, folks, hopefully you enjoyed the sort of filler episode because uh, that's really what it is. It's totally cool. But uh, be sure to be back with us week over week as we go through more and more and more things and stuff because uh, we got a lot coming up and should be fun. Hopefully, mm-hmm. but, uh, but yeah, that's it. So make sure to interact with us on the social media at TC plan podcast, Facebook, Twitter, all that good jazz, 
or just send us a good old-fashioned email to tcplanpodcast at gmail.com, and we'll talk about theories, thoughts, anything, as long as it's appropriate, uh, and, you know, and super cool. It's got to be stuff that really brings in <laughs> the views, you know, or the listens, you know. We, we got we to push this podcast, you know, those Disney checks have dried up. That's right. That's why we're doing the shows at double time speed. Just got to get all that content out like the second. We're going to upload the second that it comes out. And Quickest we're definitely review not. Ever. Still Mondays. <laughs> I, I'm not chasing the, the trends. That's just not my thing. Uh, but anyway, folks, we do hope you enjoyed uh, everything today. And also, have a good rest of your week. And as always, may the Force be with you. <laughs>